Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Hey, hey guys, I'm super excited for today's episode because I have my friend Abby here with me and Abby is the founder of Hula Monsters, which is Florida's first full service hoop dance company and she specializes in hoop dance classes, performance, handmade fitness hoops and she's also an amazing writer and I can't wait to share her book with you guys. You know, the reason why I'm so excited about having Abby on the show is because I took her hoop classes when I was living in Florida over a year ago. And it really helped me get through a hard time I was going through after recovering from a recent breakup at that time. And it, it hoop for me, like learning hoop dance really showed me a new form of healing, allowing my inner child to come out and play and really ha- making that mind, body, soul connection through dance, through connecting with the hoop, through flowing. So in this episode, we talk about so many things from the power of body movement and letting your inner child come out and play to the power of writing and journaling and healing through the written word to starting your own business, following your passions and your dreams and your heart and making shit happen regardless. You're going to love this episode and you're going to freaking love Abby. So without further ado, let's just welcome Abby on to the show. All right. Welcome, Abby. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. I am so stoked to be here. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to talk to you. Yeah. I've been wanting to have you on my podcast for like almost since I started it. I was like, you were one of the first people that popped into my mind because when we met in Florida, when I took your hoop classes, it really like opened me up to something new that I'm super excited to dive into. Like something, it really helped me connect more to my body and find just another way to tap into my creativity. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) I've been totally slacking. I'm not going to lie. I've been really slacking (laughs) on my hooping. I wish we were in Austin. Oh my gosh. I miss having you in class, but um, you know, I am bringing a lot of stuff online in 2019. So hopefully we can reconnect virtually with some classes that way. (laughs) So I guess share with the listeners like a little bit about, you know, who you are and how you got into the whole hoop dance stuff. We'll start there, but we have a lot of directions to go into. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I am the creator of Florida's first full service hoop dance company. So I started my company 10 years ago. Um, What I mean by full service hoop dance company is that we do everything from hoop dance classes like you came to to 
performances, even including fire dancing. Um, we work with children. We do kids' birthday parties and uh, hula hoops too, handcrafted hula hoops. So I run the oldest hula hoop shop on Etsy as well. Wow. Um, and then the other aspect of my business is Hula Fit, which is the online teacher training program that we've had going since 2012. We're actually the only hula hoop fitness program in the country approved by the American Council on Exercise. That's so, so cool. It, yeah, and just this year we're bringing the trainings online, so it's really an wow. exciting. Time. Yeah, that actually might be something I'd want to do. Oh my gosh, yes! See, you don't have to wait for classes; you can start them in your own community. Oh my god, I used to teach a dance class like a while back. It was more like choreography, but I think I definitely need to step up my hoop skills before that. So yeah. you started in 2012, you said? No, that's when the training went live. I personally started hula hooping in 2007, um, and I can just kind of share with you how I got into it. Uh, it actually found me at the perfect time. I was in a pretty dark place in my life. Um, and this, like, I was working in corporate America. I used to work in public relations and marketing. And this, like, hippie chick moved into my neighborhood. And she was just this free spirit. And I didn't really hang out with people like her. I didn't know people like her. And when I saw her dancing with this handmade hula hoop, I was totally mesmerized. She invited me over for happy hour. Next thing you know, um, I'm really inspired. I handcrafted my own hoop that night. Wow. Um, and I was not a natural at all. I actually really sucked at it in the beginning. <laughs> um, and then this, my friend Casey, it was her name, she ended up moving to North Carolina. So I turned to YouTube and just started teaching myself as much as possible. Um, but this was before YouTube tutorials. And it was, you know, I was like watching videos from people in the UK and trying to dissect their movements and then running outside and trying to figure it out. So it really became this obsession and this healthy obsession that really changed the course of my life and was a huge um, uh, catalyst for my healing. Wow, that's really, really inspiring. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot more people are getting into hoop dancing. For those of you who don't, who might not know what we're talking about, we're talking about hula hoop dancing, you know, <laughs> with the hula hoop doing all the tricks. Like, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, it's a movement meditation, you know, it's, you know, writers talk about that flow state, musicians do, artists, it's that, that transcendent place of being where we become totally one with the moment and lose sense of time and space. And that's what hooping created for me. And that's why it changed my life so much and why I now, you know, it's so, so much my life's mission to share it with others. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I feel, I feel like you should do more like YouTube tutorial stuff too. Yeah, I know. I'm working on it. That's like definitely on my radar for 2019 for yeah. sure. So how, like how has it really played a big part in your healing journey specifically? Like, um, well, I mean, I'll just get real open and raw with you. When hooping entered my life, I was suicidal. I mean, I was in about the darkest place you could ever be. Um, I'll share a little bit of my backstory with you. So I, um, my mother was a retired flight attendant, but growing up, um, my aunt, uncle and cousins kind of helped to raise us. And we grew up with them because my mom was traveling so much. My parents divorced at a young age. And my cousin, Brad, was the same age as me. We were best friends, played the same sports, had the same friends. Um, and a year after we graduated from high school, he took his own life. And I really referred to him more as a brother than a cousin because, you know, they even called us the twins in high school. We were extremely close. Um, and then, you know, that was, it, it tore our family apart, of course. And as time went on, um, 
you know, it, it, it was very apparent to me that I suffered from those same tendencies too. And, and I turned to writing to deal with it. I always kept journals from the time I was little and that helped me process the pain and the feelings I was having. Um, but I really didn't, you know, I knew that there was no way I could follow complete suicide, follow through with it because of, I saw, I saw what it did to our family. So, um, I thought I just needed to suffer in silence. And so that's what I did for about a decade. And then, it wasn't until hooping came into my life that things started to change and other things happened too. I did a lot of work on myself. I'm part of a gratitude spiritual community um, in South Florida and I've done transformational work and, you know, I do meditate and there's other things, my eating, all of it comes into play, but it was a long process to get there. And I feel like hooping was the initial step in my healing journey. Wow. That's really powerful. It's like hooping basically saved your life in a sense. For sure. Yeah. And the, yeah, that's why I'm writing a book about it. Oh, I can't wait to hear more about that. <laughs> so I feel like it's because like your body, like when you are more present in your body, mm-hmm. it's like really powerful. It's like a combination of working on the mindset, the spiritual growth and the body and hooping is like a way where all three of those things connected, like mind, body, spirit, like just being in the present moment, flowing, like not caring. You don't even need to be like a hoop expert or anything. Yeah. Like I would just have fun with it. That's and, it. Yeah. It's about having fun and bringing you into the present moment. I mean, I think that was like when I reflect so much has changed since, you know, it's been more than a decade, but when I reflect on those days, when I first started um, getting into it, it was like a break from my mind, a break Mm -hmm. from this like feedback loop of constant like worry and negative stories I was telling myself in this place of like utter despair. And it was like, it was like it pressed the pause button on that becoming one with the moment and just dancing. And like you said, just moving your body and being present and uh, letting yourself sweat and play. I think as adults, we forget how to play. Like we get so addicted to um, the grind, like working nonstop and just not taking the time to be childlike. And that's what it's about too. Yes. I love that you said that because that's a huge part of it. Like letting your inner child come out and play. Absolutely. the whole point of having fun and dancing. And I I talk about dancing a lot on my podcast too. I like, or just in general, I'm like my non-negotiable is dancing each day, even if it's not hoop dancing, like just (laughs) dancing in general and like being silly because it just, (laughs) it makes, it shifts your energy like immediately. Yeah, for sure. So cool. I would love to hear more about your journaling process because you mentioned that that was something that really helped you and also something that helped you write your book. So I'd love to hear, because I know a lot of people listening are really into personal growth and into journaling as well. And I love hearing like people, different people's like processes for how they journal or what really helps them. And it'd be cool to hear yours. Yeah, sure. Well, um, I definitely am an in the moment kind of girl. I don't have a daily practice. I've never, I guess in the, in my history had a daily practice where it's like I journal every single day. I journal when I feel inspired. And sometimes that means it can be 15 pages at a time. Other times it can be half a page at a time, but it's always handwritten and it always has been since I was eight years old is when I started my journal. Yeah. Writing has just been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. And in a lot of ways, yeah, I do think hooping helped to save my life in a way, but I also think writing did because writing's been there the longest and it's, it's been the way that I can get, you know, things out of my head and onto paper and then release them. And so 
that's just been my process. I write when I'm inspired. Um, I used to only write when I was sad and depressed, and now I write when I'm happy and I'm feeling good and I have great things to share with the world. Um, so that's my book is basically based on my journals, and it's my transformational story from the perspective of losing a loved one to suicide and also suffering from suicidal tendencies and ultimately finding the light from that. Mm, you have a really, really powerful story. Thank you. I'm finally ready to put it out there. It's been a long time. Yeah, I know. You said you've been working on the book for years and years. Yeah, I set the intention 15 years ago. Um, but the thing is, is I didn't realize at the time I, I really had a lot more life to live until I was ready to to write the kind of book that I know can make a positive in impact and really help people. So my intention is to be um, you know, an advocate for teenage suicide specifically. You know, I think especially in today's day and age, there's so many kids out there that, you know, with with bullying and even you know, social media can be an impact on that too. You know, back when I was a kid, it's like if you didn't get invited to a birthday party, it's not you didn't know about it. Now kids are seeing this stuff. Um, they know if they're not invited, then they're seeing all of the moments happening in real time through social media. And I think it's just, you know, what's happening with kids. I think kids need to learn early on that they're worthy and they have purpose. And I want to transition into becoming an author speaker to share that message. Mm, that's so beautiful. So you, you want to focus more on like the youth yeah. Well, that's just because um, I think, you know, with with my my family story, losing Brad, I mean, he was 19 when he died and my earliest um, bouts with depression happened in my teenage years too. And I think um, that's when a lot of those, you know, I hear in your podcast, you talk about the limiting beliefs. And mm -hmm. I think that's when a lot of it um, comes up and we're confused and we're still, you know, growing and developing as humans. And those teenage years are really pivotal. Totally. So. Yeah. Um, and I love working with youth too. Yeah. I know you have like the, the children hula hoop dancing classes too. Yeah. I want to reach them young with dance and play and, you know, letting them see what beautiful little light beings they are. Like if we get them early, you know, yeah. no, I'm totally with you. It's like, I think, you know, we all go through our own journey and our different experiences. And I feel like everyone has been through some kind of trauma you know, yeah. it may be similar, it may be totally different. And it's not about like comparing yourself to anyone else's experience, but trauma is trauma. And like, it's a journey to heal from that and to remember who you are again. Absolutely. It's about like remembering who you are. Yeah. Behind yeah. the pain. Yeah. I just blogged about that actually this week about, um, you know, making the commitment to do the work because it's, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I'm saying that you're worth it. That was kind of the message that I was working to put out there that um, we do have to look in that metaphorical mirror and go within to dig deep and, you know, confront the things that are holding us back so that we can break through them and move forward. So what advice like would you give to someone who's like going through, you know, a hard time feeling a lot of anxiety in their life and their business, whatever, like what are some things that they'd be able to do like or add to their ritual that will really help them shift? 
Yeah, well, I think practicing mindfulness is number one. And that means, you know, being aware of the thoughts, the internal dialogue, um, the way that we speak to ourselves. And, uh, you know, it's very easy to just go, go through life and um, be on autopilot. So that's been the biggest game changer is um, monitoring like what, uh, wh how I'm showing up to myself, I guess, <laughs> you know, looking within. And then um, I definitely am a huge believer in meditation and it comes in many forms. So whether that's like, you know, I love the Deepak Chopra, uh, uh, just the 15 minute ones. I fall asleep to those a lot at nighttime. So I think anything that can bring you into the present moment for some people, it's books, you know, Eckhart Tolle's the power of now is a perfect yeah. example of a book that can bring you right into the here and now. And it, you really, you know, when you read it, you don't have a choice, but to be present. So, and that'll help, you know, the more you expose yourself to those types of healing practices, um, the easier it gets over time. Mm, so true. The present moment is everything. Like that's where the magic happens. Absolutely. That's yeah. why dance is so powerful because when you're in your body, your body is the thing that's always present. Our mind travels. Yeah. Like your mind can go to the future, can go to the past, but your body is always present. Right. So I think like yeah. that's why dance is so freaking powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say the same thing is true for writing and for art. Um, I know you, you know, you like to work with crystals and you do your um, jewelry art and that's all a piece of it too. It's like, yeah. you know, I make jewelry as well. And when I'm in that creation mode, you're also in the, the here and now. Totally. I can, yeah, that's, I always say that whenever I'm creating like drawing, whatever, writing, yeah. Anything using your body. Yeah. <laughs> brings you into the present and it is like a meditation that's like yeah. my favorite form of meditation personally like creating yeah i'm like with you on that. zen environment <laughs> yeah i'm for sure with you on that um yeah i think uh people you know there is so much to be said in the health and fitness space of it too i know you have a health and fitness background but um i mean that euphoric feeling that you feel that you experience when you leave the gym too you know like mm -hmm. it's funny i have this like hoop dancing is very graceful and fluid and flowy in a lot of ways and then I, it's the yin, yin and yang i guess and me the other thing i just love and I've been doing for about 20 years is boxing, which is like the opposite of like the graceful dance. But it's, um, it's just, it's the sweating and it's the getting into your body and working on a skill too. I've found to be, um, just, I, I like, ha like having a skill practice, whether it's getting rhythmic on a speed bag or learning a new trick with hula hooping. Um, those things also help with, you know, moving the body, um, sweating, getting, releasing those endor endorphins and being in the present moment. Mm, yeah. I, I have never gotten into boxing. I didn't know you were <laughs> that experienced with it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been on your health and fitness thing for a while. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I've always been an athlete. Like I played tennis in college and I've always been into sports. Um, and I've been, te it was hoop dancing though, that got me into teaching group fitness. So, uh, it started with that. And then I got my certifications in kickboxing too, after that. Mm. I think it's really cool that you have been able to turn your passion for hooping and 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 I think it's just really cool that you're able to turn this into a really successful business <laughs> and also you know writing your book sharing your whole journey when does your book come out again 
Um, my goal is to have it come out this year, 2019, but I'm also being very like, I really want to get a traditional publishing deal. I'm not looking to self-publish. Um, I want to get it into as many hands as possible. I have really, like, I have big plans. I want to be a New York Times bestselling author. Oh, I it. want to do it up. So, um, so that's the reason why I think traditional publishing, I think might be better suited for the goals that I have in place for the book. Mm. Um, so that's, so finding an agent is where I'm at right now. That's so good. I, I just, I just, it's inspiring though, to, was what I'm getting at to see yeah. that you're putting your, you've put your passion in like so much power into it that you've been, you've created this whole thing out of it and have been making an impact for so many people you know, from children to people taking your classes to instructors teaching your stuff. It's like you're passing on your energy and your passion through so many other people. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people listening to this have different passions and uh, different dreams and things that have helped them. And, you know, I share a lot about like doing stuff in the online space. Yeah. It's like, what advice, you know, would you have for for others who are looking to build something like in their own community or cause I know you're big in, in your community too, with your jewelry, with a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah. Vending, um, at the Saturday morning market was like how I started my business. We happen to be at the, um, our community is, is, we have the largest farmer's market in the Southeast. We get 10,000 people that come through there on a given Saturday. So it was the perfect place to introduce the art form to my community. And people were curious. They're like, what the heck is that? You know, like, how do I learn more? And so just getting out there with my hoops and doing demonstrations is what kind of piqued interest originally. Plus, um, a decade ago, you know, hooping was not like, it's, and I don't know if it's well-known now, but it feels a lot more well-known yeah. than it was back then, you know. Most of the people I come in contact with have at least heard of hooping, whether it's in terms of fitness or from the festival scene. Um, but back then, people really hadn't. And as a matter of fact, when I left my corporate job, I worked in marketing and PR uh, prior. And I actually used to work in New York City at a global PR firm. So I had a wow. pretty multifaceted um, you know, professional career before I went full-time with my Hollywood business. And to be honest with you, people thought I was nuts. They're like, wow. you're going to do what? <laughs> like you're going to go and leave like this, you know, nice paying job to go and hula hoop for a living. And I was like, yeah, because I guess I just hit this crossroads in my life where it's like, you know what? Screw it. I need to do the things that make like that fill my heart with joy instead of doing the things I feel like I'm supposed to do because society tells me to do them. Mm. And ever since I made that choice, um, Life has been really beautiful, you know? I mean, that's not to say there aren't hard times. Yeah, there yeah. were. Like, we got booed off the stage at America's Got Talent. That wasn't fun. Oh <laughs> um, but also, you know, it's reality TV and whatever. It, it was a learning experience. I don't regret it. But, you know, you have – just because – you know, you make that choice doesn't mean you're not going to have bumps in the road, but I guess I feel like every bump in the road is an opportunity for learning and growth and you just get bigger and better and go harder. Cause you now I'll tell you with the America's Got Talent thing, there was a three month window of time before it aired. And I was really at a crossroads then I was like, okay, so I throw in the towel, go back to what's safe, go back to corporate America, doing what I know, you know, I can make money with and what I did before, or do I go bigger better, harder, 
invest and go all in with my company and that's what I chose to do. I hired a web development company. I, you know, put the resources I could into making my business even better um, online. And by the time that thing aired, all the comments on the YouTube video were nothing but like positive and supportive for mm. me and my group and what we were up to. So, um, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so I never knew all this stuff. I'm learning so many things. Wow. So, well, you know, what's cool is that you had the experience of like the marketing and PR stuff from your, yeah. So it's like you, I feel like a lot of people can relate to, well, even when I look back to my journey, I'm like, wow, if I didn't do this or this, Mm -hmm. I would never have these skills. So it all, it all does matter. And it like has its place. Yeah. It makes sense. And it's helped you. It must have taken a lot of courage, though, to take the leap and leave the corporate job to pursue your dream. Yeah. Well, you know, I've heard you say this before in your podcast where, you know, you just didn't feel like you fit into a mold of working in an office. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the same way. I mean, I, I was on a fast track up the corporate ladder. I enjoyed what I was doing um, when I was, you know, actually when it was time, when I, it came time for me to resign for the last company I was with before I went full time with my business, that was the hardest departure from any job I ever had because um, it was a great job. It was an amazing company. I loved the people I worked with. I can't say that about some of the other jobs I had before that, but, um, but I, you know, I just, there was this fire in my belly. I knew that I needed to I really left because of the book that, I mean, it was because of the book, not the hula hoop company. Yeah. That was my, in my resignation letter a decade ago, it was because I was leaving to write the book. Um, And that's just taken a long time to evolve, but you know, some manifestations happen quicker than others. And then, you know, life always gives you opportunities to redirect. And I think that that time was needed though, because I still had more healing to do on myself before I could put a book out that was really going to change the world. That's what I want to do. I want to help people on a, in a massive way. And, um, I needed to live more life to be able to do that. Mm, I love that. Sometimes there's divine timing. Yeah. You know, I, I believe we can manifest things very quickly, but for certain things, there's yeah. divine timing and like, I'm really excited for your book. Are you planning on doing like events and like speaking more speaking gigs? You said, yeah, I want to do all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I just, I feel like I could see you doing like this big ass festival with like oh my God. dancing and speaking and like having like this, rec- I don't know. I just got that yeah. vision in my head. <laughs> cool. Keep that vision. I'm all for it. <laughs> that sounds right up my alley. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's so, so freaking cool. I, I'm learning like so much about you and I like commend you for your like dedication to your purpose, you know, and like, re- and like just having the courage to follow it. Well, this is a thing. It's like, I think once you make a decision, like that one, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to leave this job that's safe and I'm going to do something that's scary and I don't know how it's going to play out, but I know my heart is telling me to do it. That doors do open. You know, I didn't envision all of the 
people that I was going to meet, all of the lives that I was going to have the opportunity to change as a result. I mean, through my training program, the, the women that have been through it and men, we've had men go through the whole hoop teacher training too. And, um, the ones that, you know, that are full time and rocking their own businesses and their own communities right now, it just is so inspiring to watch and to realize that that came from this, thing that happened so long ago that I was like, oh, should I or shouldn't I? And, you know, it's just, it's amazing to watch the evolution of the people that have been impacted because of it. So that's what the drive is. That's what keeps me going and wanting to like push forward and do more because I know that um, when we follow our dreams, we really do have the ability to impact others in such a positive way and help them on their path too. Yeah. And it gives people permission to follow their dreams too. Absolutely. It's so inspiring. I love that you pointed out like that when you just make a decision, new doors open. It's Mm -hmm. so freaking true. Every single time for me, like, cause I was going through a transition phase from my fitness business to what I'm doing now. Yeah. And like, for me, it was really challenging cause I love fitness. Like that's like mm-hmm. my life, you know, it's like a big part of who I am. But at the same time, like I was feeling so pulled to help others in a deeper way. And I failed. I had like my little road bumps and it was just like, a scary journey, but something mm-hmm. like that I had to honor and let go of certain things along the way that have helped me open up the new doors. Yeah. It's a bumpy journey sometimes, but it's it all is. And I've heard, I've heard um, an author friend of mine say that before, if it scares the hell out of you, you should absolutely do it. Like if it yeah. comes from that fire in your belly place, oh that sole purposeful place. And I definitely believe that to be true. A hundred percent. It's always every instance that I've ever had where I've come up against, should I or should I not follow this dream? Even though there may be hard parts of it, I've never, ever once regretted making a decision to follow my heart. Never. Yes. Me neither. Yeah. I have like questioned at times like, oh, is this like, you know, is this my heart pulling me to do this? Or like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. trying to get out of my head. But I feel like you just know, like your gut is just pulling you. You can't ignore it. Yeah. And when you do, that's when that resistance plays out with your emotions and you feel like off, you know, like those are the indicators. Yeah. Like for a long time for me, like before I left my jobs twice, because I did (laughs) the whole self-inflating twice. I was like, you know, constantly wanting to, wanting to, wanting to let go of it and make space, but like that fear, ah, is this going to work out? I don't know. And it's just like, the more you, you you know, you, you listen to that, just, it's like that quote, when you jump, the net will appear. Yeah. And sometimes the net doesn't appear right away or gracefully. (laughs) Sometimes you don't land gracefully in the net, but it still really does work out. Yeah, it's true. It always does. Like, you know, even like I said, we've had, we've had some rough patches along the way, but then it's like there, there have been any, any time something has come up that's been a challenge or a setback, like the next door that opened has been bigger and better. And it's like, oh, okay, that happened because it was leading me here. Mm. Everything that's happened in our past is leading us to where we are in this exact moment in time. So true. 
Yeah. So freaking true. And like, wouldn't you rather follow your dreams and your passion than be stuck doing something you fucking hate? Absolutely. (laughs) That's what I would just remind myself of. I would much rather like at least like do this or die trying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. That's you know, and done. I'll also tell you too, sometimes passions also appear that you didn't ever consider until mm-hmm. you made the choice to go down that road. A great example is working with kids. That's one of my greatest passions now. But I'll tell you the first year of starting my hoop dance business, people constantly asked me to teach kids classes. And I was like, no, no way in hell. Like, I don't know how to interact with kids. I've never worked <laughs> Kids. I'm not around them. I don't have any of my own. Like, I don't even know if these little people are going to like me. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to give it six weeks and that's it. Six weeks and I'm done. Six weeks turned into a decade. I mean, wow. really, it's like, it has been such a massive part of my journey working with the little ones. And even now, you know, like I, like I started the conversation with talking about wanting to really impact young girls and help them realize their self-worth at an early age. None of that would have been possible had I not um, said okay and yes to trying out that six-week session, you know, so many years ago. And there was resistance around it, but I didn't know that working with kids was going to be such such an amazing piece of my journey. You know? Wow, so so powerful. <laughs> That's a good point. You know, sometimes you just find new passions along the journey, but you have to at least take the first step, right? And then the next step will appear. Yeah. I'm sure working with kids. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say the thing I love about working with children is um, they go for it. Like they naturally are a little uh, less fearful and not as um, concerned about like looking silly or looking stupid. Sometimes, you know, I run into this at the market. People are like, oh, I don't want to hula hoop in front of all these people. Um, But kids don't care. Like they're just kind of naturally, I think, more creative and open. And I feel, and they crack me up. Like they're just so funny. (laughs) I'm sure it was, it's been pretty, pretty healing for you as well, working with kids. Yeah. I mean, the inner child part of what it is that I do, it's like, it is true. Hooping brings out your inner inner child and being around actual children helps with that as well. Yeah. Have you ever done any other inner child healing work? Hmm. Um, Well, I would say probably in the gratitude community that I'm a part of in South Florida, um, it was a three month process um, for, actually it was longer than that because there's three parts to this training program, but the last part of it was a three month journey. And and parts of that we did um, do some journeying into our past. And I think that kind of helped break through some things that might've been old belief systems. Mm. Um, But I don't like, I don't know. What do you mean specifically? Like there's just the different types of inner child healing, like either like parts integration or parts therapy or like, um, inner child, like meditation journeys. It's really powerful. I've done a lot of inner child's work with the plant medicine too. Oh, neat. Yeah. No, I, I'd like to learn more about it. I don't know that much about it. Well, what you're doing is like probably one of the most powerful inner child's, you know, healing things there is like just the play, the act of play. Yeah. So I was just curious. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the the meditation, like, um, I guess it was a guided meditation that did kind of bring us back to, like it went back in time. And so I did have that experience just one time, but it was pretty cool. 
So good. This is like, you're so inspiring. I, I'm like so glad I got to learn so much more about you. Oh. It's just so inspiring to hear that you went from like really being so depressed and like down and out and like, you know, in that place to shifting into the place of like accepting yourself, following your passion and making such a big impact in the lives of so many people. Like you literally turned your your biggest struggle into your strength that's that's what it feels like i really feel like 2019 is the year when when all of this comes into fruition um i know you know i've had my business for a long time my hooping businesses but um with the book this is i feel like has always been my soul's calling yeah writing has always been it's always been there I just got goosebumps because I feel like your whole hoop journey, like the journey of like you starting your company and like doing all this stuff is like a big piece of probably what you're going to share somewhat in the book in a sense. And you like learned so much about yourself through that journey Mm -hmm. and you have like the (laughs) credibility and like the experience. Yeah. And there's so much that happened, you know, I mean, we're just, chatting for a brief amount of time today, but I guess that's the thing about writing is I can communicate in a way where um, it's like my natural form of communication. Mm. I would say writing is more natural to me than even speaking. And so it's, yeah, and just getting words onto paper. I mean, like when I go back sometimes, I genuinely feel like I'm reading somebody else's words because my life has shifted so much. And I look back and I'm like reading somebody else's story, even though I know it's my own story. um, It's just my perspective on the world is so different now. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of other things happen too. I, of course there was a suicide. My, my cousin Brad who died by suicide. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a guy that I was in love with who died in a tragic car accident. I've had a lot of young people in my life pass away. And I think um, I'm not blaming that on why I got into the state of depression and the, you know, experience the suicidal tendencies. But I definitely think um, when a lot of bad things happen, tragedy, plus somebody who's already maybe predisposed to um, depressive breakdowns, that combination can be really, really dangerous. Mm. And so, um, but thankfully, I mean, right, like the pen and the paper was always there. So before hooping entered my life, the pen and the paper was always there. Like it was, it was always my instinct, I guess, mm. to get it out that way. Wow. That's really powerful. I mean, cause those experiences are really, really traumatic, you know, and you go through this grieving process and the fact that you were able to help yourself through the, the writing and the other yeah. things, it is really powerful. A lot of people I'm sure struggle with getting out of that place. It's yeah. Losing a loved one, you know, can definitely send you in a tailspin. Right. And that's part of my message too, is I suffered in silence all those years and I should have asked for help, you know, and I'm not looking back on it with regret because the past is the past. But at the same time, I want, I want people to realize, I want, you know, somebody who might be experiencing what I was experiencing at age 19 or 20 to realize that they're not alone. That's why I'm sharing the journal entries from that time and place in my book to showcase that like, this is what I thought then, this is how I see it now. And you don't have to suffer in silence, that help is available. And so that's it. I want people to seek help and realize that they're not alone and that they can get help and they can heal their lives and they can heal their minds and they can change their whole perspective and they can 
get to a place where they they experience true joy. I don't just mean heal from depression. I mean move into a joy, joyful state of being, and that's where you live every day. Mm, I love that. And I was just going to ask if you have like, like what is like to, to wrap this up, what is something that you really want to share with the people listening to this? Like what is something that you really want them to take away from, you know, what you have to share? That their life matters, that they have a purpose here, that if there is something that they feel passionate about or something that speaks to their heart, pursue that thing, whatever that thing is, even if it seems freaking crazy. Like I said, when I left my job, people thought I was nuts for leaving this solid career because you you have to realize too, when I went full-time with hooping, I mean, I was still like pretty new at hooping. I didn't have all these tricks under my belt and I was still learning. I wasn't like a performer and a fire dancer back then. Like I was still learning on my own. So yeah, sure. To the outside world, it probably looked pretty freaking crazy. Like I was having a quarter life crisis or something. But the thing is, it was, it was making me happy. It was bringing joy into my heart and that's it. Like if you can, I would say to anybody, if you could just, if there's one thing you can do be aware of the things and experiences that make your heart happy and do more of that. Love that. <laughs> Follow your heart always. Man, well, thank you so much for sharing all. I feel like we could, I could go on and on. We could go on and on for so long. But I really appreciate you like sharing a bit of your story and, and inspiring the listeners in, in many ways to start their business, to get into a, a better routine for their mindfulness. And so where can people like find you and connect with you and learn more about your book per se, like anything else, like whatever show notes as well, but let them know like where they could connect with you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. My main company is Hula Monsters. It's H O O L A monsters.com. Um, cause we like circles (laughs) and then the, my blog site where I am blogging and, um, keeping, you know, everybody updated about my book. That's Abby Joan Lee.com. So, um, A B B Y J O N L E E.com. Cool. And on Instagram, it's, it's just hula H O L A dot monsters on Insta. Cool, cool. So I'll leave all the links in the show notes as well. You guys definitely have to check out her <laughs> book when it is ready to be released. I'm super excited to support you with that too. So let me know. I'd be more than happy to share it once it's like ready to go. For yeah. You. And thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. It was amazing. And we will talk soon. Yes. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Oh, 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 oh